1: This is the Rich Eisen Show.
0: Oh, that's nice. With guest host Ben Lyons. Flow like water, but I'm cold as
2: ice. Where do you want to see Kevin Durant play basketball next year? I want to see him play in the West. Okay, you guys clown me for coming to Golden State. Now I'm going to go somewhere else in the West. I'm going to beat Golden State. Earlier on
1: the show, NFL Network anchor Steve Weissman. From the No Laying Up podcast, Chris Solomon. Coming up, New York Liberty guard D.D. Richards. Plus, from Golf Digest, Haley Ledbetter. And now, sitting in for rich, here's Ben Lyons.
2: Hey, the show rolls on. Ben Lyons in for Rich. Appreciate you rocking out with us today. In about 20 minutes, we've got Hallie Ledbetter, dear friend of mine, in studio. Very excited to catch up with her, talk a little bit more golf and content creation. we have had a lot of influencers and digital creators on the show this week, so looking forward to catching up with my dear friend Hallie, one of the most talented people working in golf. Now I'm actually really excited to welcome in our next guest. She plays for New York Liberty. I'm a huge fan. She's a defensive force. She's everywhere in New York City this year. Didi Richards joins the show. Tough loss last night. Uh, appreciate you joining us right now on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. So thank you for taking some time. How you feeling, Didi?
0: I feel great. I'm super excited to be on the show. Thanks for having
2: me. No, it's been, a, it's been a fun, you know, up and down season for the Liberty because just when I'm counting you guys out, you guys come back with big wins and, and Sabrina has a big night and you're getting back in the lineup and getting healthy. So where is the team right now in this roller coaster of a year?
0: Um, Right now we're in New York. I'm kidding. <laughs> right now um, we're just... We're just trying to buy in, honestly. Buy into the new staff, buy into younger players, and just get you know the experience we need to continue to build on the season that we're having this year. Honestly.
2: Honestly, it seems like there's a real camaraderie despite some of the challenges the group has faced this year. Um, talk to me about just the friendships you formed on the team. You, you, there's some continuity with last year's roster, so just talk to me about sort of this the the culture or uh, the culture around the women playing on the team this year.
0: Right. I mean. Why we love each other, and I think it it exudes out of all of us. Whenever you hear one of us talk about each other and um, the teammates, but honestly, me and Mick are inseparable. I think everybody knows that, but. Even saying that, it's not—it's not like a divide on the team. Honestly, it's just we all kind of love one another. We can often time with one another, and I think that's what makes us go. And I think that's what makes us good—the way play the way we play.
2: You had a lot of success in college, uh, especially in the defensive end, defensive player of the year, playing down at Baylor. What do you? What did you notice from a defensive point of view as the big difference in playing at the collegiate level and then playing the professional level?
0: The biggest difference for me is that. Every day, every game, you're guarding somebody that can drop 50, like, at any given time. And I think that drives me insane because I hate being scored on. But, like, I had to understand (laughs) that you're going to get scored on in this league and you're not going to be able to beat yourself up about it. So um, I'm learning to kind of not accept it, but – you know, move on and try, you know, get them the next play basically instead of just killing myself in the game the way I've been doing.
2: <laughs> I love that you can admit that about yourself. Everybody in the room chuckled when you said you hated getting scored on. Um, it seems obvious that most players would hate being scored on, but it seems like it stings a little deeper for you.
0: Yeah, because my brother, it was honestly growing up, my brother and my dad, They when they would score on me, they would not let me like live it down. Like I, we come from the court, walk into the house, eating dinner and they're gonna bring it up i'm like dang shut up (laughs) so now that's the reason why i act the way
2: i act i uh i had a chance to see you play the other night it was a tough loss overtime loss uh at the barclays but the barclays has been a vibe this summer it's great to see fans back in the stands uh talk to me about what it's like to play in new york in brooklyn you never know it's going to be courtside at those games
0: right it's super special um to just be out here and um, with the culture, the love that people have for this city and the state is kind of insane. It kind of makes you want to play a little harder for them. So I'm super excited to even be out here playing in front of the fans that we have. And like you said, they've been really showing up lately. So we're just hoping they get them to the playoffs.
2: Well, I love that because they're showing up because you guys have a real connection to them. I saw a video where you were calling season ticket holders and thanking them for coming to the games and really have a connection with the fans. Uh, Talk to me just about being an ambassador for the sport in addition to being an athlete within the sport. I feel like WNBA players are asked to go out there and market the game in addition to going out there and playing it.
0: Um, I think it, like you said, it makes us connected to our fans. and I, I love it. It's something that most sports don't have to do, but we have to do it in order to, you know, put our faces out there and get the WU noticed. Um, and if we can do, if we have to do that, then we're going to do it. And I think that shows how much we love the game as players. Um, we're willing to do whatever we can to get fans to watch and to show how much we love the sport that we play.
2: Yesterday, Dede, we had Jimmy King, one of the Fab Five legends on the show yesterday. And of course the Fab Five University of Michigan. It's why I went to Michigan they are known for the iconic baggy shorts. Like, I got in so much trouble for rocking Fab Five shorts from my high school coaches. Now there's a movement in basketball the other direction. It's going, like, way up the thigh. Like, what is happening right now?
0: <laughs> Honestly, if you can't feel the air on your leg, then you're, you have a problem. Like you 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 need to run and feel the wind whooping in your legs, the hair blowing, all that. You need the wind to do all that. So I don't I love that they love their baggy shorts, but I am so happy that times have changed and that the shorts have changed with them.
2: Someone tells me the next generation is gonna be back down to the floor. Like that's just the way it goes.
0: It's pretty- this is how it happens. That's time; it repeats itself
2: for sure. Dee Dee Richards joining the show from the New York Liberty. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen show. Dee um, Dee, you have been enjoying New York City. Part of the, the 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 perks of playing for a team in New York is you get invited to cool events. You are at the Tribeca Film Festival. You've been out and about. What are some of the great things you've gotten to experience from living and playing in New York?
0: Um, definitely Fashion Week. That's probably my top, top, top accomplishment that I've now had. I've been able to do. I've been able to go to. It was like the most fun thing that I've done. Um, I met Jay Z. I think anybody. I think we're gonna throw that out there all the time when y'all ask what I've done in New York. I met Jay Z, the <laughs> owner of me. Your boy. <laughs> and, and, Now, um, like you said, it's just having people courtside that you don't normally see at most games. Like you don't know, you never know who's gonna come up to a game. So I think those are always the best moments of being in New York.
2: I remember there was a weekend. I think it was when you met Jay, and then there was maybe you. You were with Quavo or something, and Drake took a photo with Lizzie, and it was just all these dudes were taking photos, flexing that they were hanging out with WNBA stars. And it was a really cool moment, I think, for the sport. And, and now we're seeing the game. You saw great ratings for the All-Star weekend. And, and the sport is really taking off. Um, just talk to me as a fan of women's basketball, being a part of it at the level you are, just someone who grew up watching it. What's it like now to see the WFBA shining?
0: Oh, it's, it's humbling, special, all the words you can think of. Because, like I said, I, like you said, I grew up watching it as much as I could because it wasn't even on TV as much as we wanted it to be. And now that people are able to access it as easily as they are now is kind of special. And it's showing that, like you said, our game's evolving and that people are starting to appreciate the sport a little more. And I'm just hoping that I keep going in the right direction.
2: We're looking at a photo uh, for our radio audience uh, listening right now of you driving to the hole against Diana Taurasi. You were in the building the other night for Sue Bird's last game in New York. There are so many, last night you guys go up against Asia Wilson and and, and the Aces. There's so many talented legends and icons in the sport. Who were you a fan of growing up as a young girl that made you want to play basketball?
0: Definitely Candace Parker. Um, She was someone that I could watch that I, I could kind of mimic in a way. I'm not as tall as her, but I was a taller person who could handle the ball and didn't really have a position. And, when I watched her, she kind of was that. She had a, She played post, but she could bring the ball up. She knew a little bit of everything. And on top of that, you know, she's beautiful. So it was really easy to watch her and to kind of um, idolize her, honestly.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go see her play live uh, Thursday night here in Los Angeles when the Sky come to town. Um, you guys uh, have the, the the sparks in town for back to backs in August. Um, what can we expect from this Liberty group as uh, you know you head down the stretch for the second half of the season and hope to make a playoff run?
0: Honestly, just that making a playoff run, winning some games, um, trying to get back into the playoffs talks honestly because we clearly fell And I don't know, I just hope that people, when people watch this, they see excitement, exciting basketball. And that's what we're hoping to keep bringing us.
2: Well, it's been exciting to see Sabrina start to get really comfortable in the league, you know, playing in the all-star game. And she had the big uh, triple 30 point triple double the other night. Uh, My first time getting to see her play live. What have you uh, noticed about her game changing over the years now? She's gotten healthy and talk to me about your relationship with Sabrina.
0: Um, I just noticed that she's, you know, she's more comfortable, she's getting healthier, um, and anybody healthy is a force to be reckoned with, especially when you're Sabrina, who can kind of do a little bit of everything, whether that be pass the ball, rebound, or score it from the freaking logo. So <laughs> it's super fun watching her and getting to kind of just be taken under her wing. She um, she takes good care of me. She talks to me throughout the game, off the court, on the court, trying to get me to, um, you know fill in the pieces that I need to fill in, get better at what I need to get better at. And honestly, she's teaching me how to stay healthy and stay on my recovery um, journey. So I really appreciate her for everything she's done for me since I've been here.
2: That's amazing. Are we thinking outside the box at all with the recovery? Are you doing anything that's sort of unconventional to get right and get back on the court? like deep meditations or acupuncture or anything different?
0: No, she just, you know, coming from college, being a rookie, you don't really understand that you need to love your body just as much as you do off the court that you do on the court and she's good about teaching i'm the younger players that because you like you said she's going through an injury where she had to learn that early so she's good about teaching us and telling us that get in the ice bath early but rather being proactive and reactive when it comes to your body
2: Good stuff. D.D. Richards joining the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, T.J. Jefferson uh, on the show yesterday asked Jimmy King what the, the warm-up music was like for the Fab Five in the locker room during the 90s for those great Michigan teams. How about for you in the Liberty? Who's playing DJ in the locker room, and what are you guys listening to before the games to get fired up?
0: We switch it. I'm, I'm on the road trip. I'm the DJ on the away game, and Tosh is the DJ for the home games. But it's normally... For me, if I'm playing something, it's going to always be a little baby and a little Derek. <laughs> and everybody hates if I'm playing the same rotation of the same song, but that's how I get warmed up. That's how I get pumped. So they have to learn to get pumped with me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's great. That's great. What environment uh, has been the most high oct- high octane for you on the road? Where have you enjoyed playing a road game in the W?
0: Um, Probably all the West Coast teams. They bring a nice crowd. It's always loud. I mean, clearly they don't like us, but it's fun to play, you know, with the loud crowd. And when you hit a big shot or something, just hearing them all get quiet is always, you know, motivating. And it's exciting coming into a timeout.
2: I like the DJ out here in L.A. He does a good job. It's a fun atmosphere at the Sparks games. <laughs> uh, super fun. You were talking about, um, you know, getting healthy. And I obviously want to see you on the court, but... I feel like the the bench fits have become a thing for DD. You rock your own merch on the bench. That's amazing. I said, I've never what? seen I, you rock your own merch like you rock a sweatshirt that says your name on it. Like no one else is doing that. <laughs> Talk to me about this. The DD Richards merch.
0: Honestly, what better way to wear some clothes than your own self? So I kept telling them put my face on every shirt that you can put on possibly. And now we're here. So, honestly, it was just about getting out some something with my stamp on it, whether that be athleisure, headband, something. So, I'm happy that it was ath- athleisure, honestly, because it's something I wear all the time, putty, sweat, crop top, sweat, but it's always sweat. So, I'm happy that they found a way to kind of make it me. And honestly, that was just about putting my face on it. So it was a
2: great it. moment. It was a great moment, but I hope I don't see it again because I want to see you out there rocking a jersey and back on the court because it's fun to watch you play live and I'll be there in August for the Sparks games. Thanks for taking some time. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having
2: me. Dee Dee Richards from D.D. the New York Liberty. I love just the... the just the confidence of saying, if you're gonna make your own merchandise, you might as well have your face on it and rock it on the bench. And yeah, she's uh, she's <laughs> doing her thing in New York, man. They're struggling, they're having a tough season, but uh, it's great to have, have her on the show. I'm a huge fan.
3: Yeah, Dee fits were always kind of fire, man.
2: It's gotta be wild to just be living in New York. You meet Jay Z, playing <laughs> right? defense in the W against <laughs> Sue Bird, just living your life. It's a great, it's a great gig, and and, awesome. I, and I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, Happy she's getting healthy because that's been a big issue for her and the entire team, kind of honestly, all year. Um, all right, we oh, got... Ben, real quick. Wait, you we were go? talking
3: about beating uh, Evan Turner one on one. You and DD to ten. Who's winning? DD Richards. Okay, I was gonna say. Come on! First of
2: all, I'm not scoring on DD Richards. You, like,
3: I, I'll give you the benefit. You might get like a lucky one, so I think DD will get you like eleven ones. Like when two Denzel
2: and Ray Allen they
4: played for real right. at the they end of the game, and and you know Denzel scored a couple miracle shots. Right.
2: I might get my Denzel two nothing. Off on DD Richards, <laughs> and then after that, I don't think I'm dribbling the ball more than like three feet. Honestly, watching her play live the other night, mm-hmm. it reminded me of when the Bulls put Scottie Pippen on John Stockton, and his wingspan was just it's so, so yeah. massive. Like, she was doing that out there against smaller guards, and then she's in the post playing against bigs. Like, she can play all five positions on defense. So, big DD Richards fan, uh, big fan of Hallie Ledbetter joining us in studio. We are going to have a guest joining us in studio. It's very exciting. I got a button on my shirt here. All right, Ben Lyons <laughs> filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. How he led better next. Callaway didn't just create their longest irons ever with the new Rogue ST. They made their longest irons ever perform at the highest level for every single player. Rogue ST irons come in four different offerings, each model using artificial intelligence, AI, on high-strength 450 steel, the only irons ever to do so. Their most popular iron of the bunch is Rogue ST Max. It's designed for the widest range of players because of its refined game improvement shaping. That's something we all could use, game improvement shaping, an incredible combination of speed, forgiveness, and all-around performance. But for you low- to mid-single-digit handicappers, Rogue ST Pro will give you that hollow-body construction in a sleek, compact player shape. Callaway's best game improvement model is Max OS, which gives mid- to high-handicappers, like Teltufo, total forgiveness <laughs> with high-launch, wide soles, and enhanced offset. There's also Max OS light. That's their most forgiving high launch iron. It comes with wider soles and increased lofts in a lightweight package for players with slower swing speeds. No other irons perform like the new Rogue ST Irons. Find your Rogue ST Irons at slash Go Rogue. Ben Lyons in for Rich. Hallie Ledbetter next. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Welcome back to our radio audience. Hallie Ledbetter joining us in studio. But yeah, what is that like where you just have a regular neighborhood and then you have the entire golf world descend
1: upon this tiny little town? Oh, it is. It's wild. I mean, I uh, got to go to St. Andrews to the Open Championship. I think when I was about 12 or 13, we have a family photo. And I remember watching my mom sort of tear up because Tom Watson was playing in his last Open Championship. And I was like, Mom, why are you crying? This old guy's walking over a bridge like I didn't get it. And then (laughs) I didn't understand why it was such a big deal. And now, obviously, I do. Um, But the town loves it. I mean, I was I was watching a little documentary about St. Andrews and the town. And even there, everybody just plays golf for fun. They have like a putting club and they just, yeah, the whole town really embraces it. And obviously they have St. Andrews, but they actually have seven courses there as well. So everybody that everybody that lives in St. Andrews is plays golf or is a fan of golf.
2: You know what I love about you, Hallie, is that your childhood has helped shape your experiences now as an adult. And you're able to create content around the game of golf infused with this very unique upbringing that you had uh for folks who aren't familiar your dad's probably the swing instructor uh for an entire generation so you have these great family memories of going to saint andrews as a kid and doing all these things (laughs) so how does that now sort of impact what you do around the game of golf today
1: you know what i would say i mean it's no we've been you and i've talked about this all the time golf is a um i mean to put it lightly not necessarily the most progressive game, and having grown up in of uh, you know in the golf bubble, I mean, I used to think the Golf Channel like Morning Drive Show was like the morning news. Like I thought that's what everybody watched that to kick you off their really day. Good world view yeah, and different I was perspective, like, wait I a think. second. The biggest issues in the world aren't backstopping and like if you know like <laughs> yeah, and so I think for me being, I mean, people ask me how long I've worked in the um, in the golf industry. Well, I'm about to turn 30. So I'm like, well, 30 years I was essentially conceived into this industry. And I think that it's given me a really good understanding of the ins and outs. And I've made a lot of friends as I you know, grew up in Florida, moved to New York. Now I live here in Los Angeles. And I meet a lot of people that love golf, but maybe don't really um, understand why we do certain things. Or, And I think so for me, I'm like, OK, I can sort of help dismantle <laughs> The um, you know the, the game in terms of the things that maybe need to change or should change and evolve. From the, from the inside out. But think
2: about it. When you were growing up, there wasn't this whole scene of golf content creation. No. They didn't have brands like No Laying Up. There weren't mm-hmm. creators like Hallie Ledbetter doing her thing. So now you've got this whole other energy around the game of golf. So how do you think golf has changed now that we have brands like Malbin and RADA and all this cool stuff happening, Eastside Golf?
1: Yeah, I am loving just how many um Celebrities and just people that aren't just your standard just white dude playing golf that are, are taking up the game. I got to play actually yesterday I played golf with Michael Pena, who is obsessed with golf, picked up the club when he was about like twenty five but loves it, just played at the um, ACC celebrity event in Tahoe where Tony Romo won and I think it's really important for people to see people like Michael Pena schoolboy Q. Um, you know, the, the Malbins that you mentioned, Malbin Golf. I think it's really important to get people. That you wouldn't necessarily picture um, necessarily playing golf to for them to you know sort of celebrate their love of the game. I mean, I don't, Ben, another well known Ben, Ben Baller, who's, who's like a, a famous jeweler. Yeah, my nickname know?
2: in high school until he came yeah. around. Totally, I get it,
1: Ben. But I mean, I was texting with him yesterday, and he's like, "I play six days a week. Just had his first hole in one. I mean, this guy he is had like
4: hole in one already. Yes, he just started." playing like four months ago yeah yeah and he is addicted so and, he's so mad
2: he's so mad he's talking <laughs> hole-in-ones earlier today and he was freaking out oh my god
1: oh. yeah. i saw him
4: at a tops event a while not too yeah. long ago i'm like you have a hole in
1: one yeah. and i don't
2: <laughs> how many do you have
1: i have three <laughs> <laughs>
2: Such a flex. flex. But I mean, this is a
1: guy that has two million followers on Instagram, known for creating the craziest jewelry for rappers like you know, like Drake. And he's posting about on his Instagram, he's doing polls. Like, would you rather have an ugly swing and never break 80 or have a single digit handicap and have like a, have a, I, I was just yeah. like, he's yeah. And I'm like, culture, yeah. right. It's, it's super into golf culture. And I can't only imagine like his followers that are following him for, you know, maybe what he used to be primarily posting about is now are now like, Hey, okay, golf. All right. <laughs> That's
3: how
2: golf's going to grow. And you exactly. have some different energy around
3: the game. And you just <laughs> <merges laughs> the name, but Ben Baller did the chain. That's exactly. right. Exactly. <laughs> now, did ben Baller, do your chain. I'm sitting here peeping your chain on the monitor. Did he also? Do the- <laughs> ben Baller did not do this chain. But did not ben, do You know the what's chain. funny?
1: When I met him, uh-huh. he I, he was like Ben Baller, and Ben Baller did the chain. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> 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 this
2: is why I love Hallie Ledbetter because she can come in here and send she's ma- playing golf with Michael Pena. She's texting Ben Baller, right? But it's like the <laughs> least Hollywood person. Trucking up. Schoolboy right? Q. School Q. <laughs> yeah. Your Instagram, you're playing golf with everybody. You're opening up Top Golf with George Lopez. You're doing all this cool stuff here in LA. Who has, has been sort of the best celebrity golfer? Who are some of the Hollywood big face names that we all, uh, bold face names we know? Let's
1: see. Well, my first celebrity interview that I did on the golf course was Macklemore. And talk about someone with passion for the game. I mean, the guy started his own golf clothing bad birdie. line.
2: Yeah, Bad yes. Birdie. Right.
1: Yes. Uh, bogey Boy. Sorry, Bogey Boy. But Bad Birdie bad. also guy, yeah. great, makes yeah. some great stuff. Yeah. But yeah, he is obsessed. I will say, Ben, this is, this is um, new information. Top secret stuff. On Monday, I am very excited. I get to do my celebrity interview series with the one and only Jim Nance. Oh, hello. At Pebble Beach. Hello, friends. Yes, hello. Hello, I've never played Pebble Beach. And honestly, I'm very happy. If these are the only three holes I ever play, bring your quarters in my my entire life. That is so cool. Even for someone
2: who grew up in golf, golf royalty, you've worked in golf, the highest level, just to see the smile on your face and to see how excited you are to go do that. I'm so excited.
1: I mean, what do you ask Jim Nance? I mean, he's. Well, he
4: has a replica of, what, 12 at Augusta in his backyard, right? He's got... Um, Is it 12? So he's got
1: a repli- replica of seven at Pebble seven. in his backyard. Oh, it, seven. But... What I love about Jim Nance, because I, I got to hit a shot on on that little part oh, okay, three, great. he blasts the master's theme song music <laughs> and then commentates you as you do but it. It's
2: half. It's like 70 yards or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
1: like a limited fly golf ball and yeah. stuff.
2: But you've played some weird holes over the years. Jim Nance's yes. house. Yeah. You've been to that house in Malibu. Yes.
1: The house in Malibu is incredible. That's a
2: really weird yeah. one. Um Have where you ever played in... Mark Wahlberg's? Oh, yeah. I am not. Course. No, hey, no. Hell, what are you doing? It's 5 a.m. I just played 18 holes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with his AirPods in. <laughs> Did you eat a protein bar? Did you pray? What are you doing? Say how do your mother how are your I love <laughs> that man. Uh, Hallie <laughs> Ledbetter joined the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, everything going on in the world of golf right now is centered on this whole Live Tour thing. Mm. And we got to talk about it because it is the, the story of the moment. Tiger spoke yesterday at the Open Championship, and I thought he had some really great words uh, about the situation. Um, what are your thoughts on Live? How do you think it impacts the game long term?
1: And that was a deep breath. You just, <laughs> yeah, it's a deep breath. You know, it, the live thing is interesting. I, I love the PGA tour, I do a lot of work for the PGA tour. Um, I can understand the need and want for, um, something different. You know, that being said, do I think that live is the answer? Not necessarily. Um, I try to put myself. I mean, it's really easy to say, "Oh, I would never take money from the Saudis." But have you ever had a two hundred million che- like dollar no, check, like two hundred million dollars? check It's not
2: noon yet here in LA, so <laughs> no. the day's full of possibility. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always try and keep it positive. You know, never say Yeah. No. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, th- yes, from a from a moral standpoint, I I, I don't think it's you know it, they're obviously not good people, and they're you know the money does not come from a great place. I wish. That it, you know, that it was coming from somewhere else, but I can understand the sort of temptation for these guys that are kind of over the hill, if you will, on the back end of their careers that are just like, Hey, I'm not really going to be competing with the Justin Thomas's Scotty Shufflers of the world anymore. Let me sort of get my you know, 70, 80 million and sail off into the sunset. Like I can really understand how, and I've watched the broadcast. It's not, it's not bad. Like it's pretty good. It's, it's, it's quick. I mean, I originally was like shotgun start. That's kind of weird. And then I watched it and I was like, Oh, this is actually nice because you're just going boom, 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 boom from one player to another. Um, but I feel like the PGA tour is in a tough spot. You know, they, this is kind of going to force them to, to evolve. And I think, um, which they already have sort of put in that new, um, new series for next year with the eight tournaments. They're going to have like insane purses, almost the same amount as a live tour. So if anything, I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm not sure about the longevity of it. And I think it'll be also, I mean, really what it comes down to is will the live golf tour be um, granted official world golf ranking points because Right now, all official world golf ranking tournaments are four rounds, and there are a lot of tournaments that are a lot smaller and have less stacked fields than live golf events. But they're four rounds, and there are no tournaments that are shotgun starts. So live is going to go. They have put in their application. I saw on Twitter yesterday that they are now reviewing the application. Uh, but the the if if they grant them points, then all those players will be allowed, you know, potentially can earn enough points to play in the majors. But if they don't grant them points, then some of those players that have not won majors yet are going to be forced to choose between going to live, taking their millions of dollars, or saying, no, I want to play in majors. And I think majors are really the thing that is maybe, if you're in it for the money, is really the thing that's going to make you potentially stop and think, hold on a second, do I actually want to do this?
2: Wow, it's such an interesting moment in the game and the fact that it's the 150th Open Championship. While this is all going on, it has all eyes on golf. Howie Ledbetter joining us, Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. I learned um, from working with the PGA Tour that the PGA Tour, PGA, and LPGA all separate, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and I had a chance to go to the LPGA event here in Los Angeles, which is so much fun. I, I, I hope everybody who gets a chance to go to an LPGA event in their local city gets a chance to do that. Talk to me about the LPGA Tour as we head into this, not there yet, but almost this post-Michelle Wii era.
1: Yeah, so the LPGA is a, a really exciting time right now. Um, Nellie Korda's back. She was she had a, like a blood clot in her arm, so we're so happy to see that she's uh, healthy. I'm actually heading to Michigan tomorrow. I'm going to be doing the uh, final round interviews for uh, CBS for the LPGA team event. Like that? So, yes. Very Get that excited for money, that. Hallie,
2: like it? Yeah, yeah. It should
1: be it should be fun. It's the Dow event in Michigan. So we've got. Um, Jessica and Nelly teaming up they call themselves team jelly so look out <laughs> look out for them um, marina Alex teaming up with the legend that is Kari Webb so yeah I think that there are a lot of um, a lot of really talented uh women on the LPGA and it's gonna be really interesting to see who sort of steps up and I don't think you could ever fill Michelle Wee's shoes I think she's just such an icon and such a unique incredible person but i'm hoping that we get some um get some women that sort of step up and and sort of uh i guess michelle passes the baton in terms of being the face of the lpga
2: continuing to push the sport exactly. league forward um talk to me a little bit about michelle's impact uh, yeah. on the sport obviously she is an icon she is known as one of the great players in the game I've gotten to know her a little bit through you over the last little bit, but when when she does walk away for good, which isn't yet, but when yeah. she does do that, uh-huh. what do you think her legacy is as a golfer?
1: Well, you know, she won the U.S. Women's Open, won five times on the LPGA. Obviously, an incredible player. I think um, something that, as, as 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 a friend of hers and as a, a, a golf fan as well, I think a lot of people what they don't realize about Michelle because they're like retire already. I don't think people realize that Michelle essentially has been a professional athlete since she was 10 years old. You know, she's been she played in her first LPGA event when she was like 12. So she has been grinding for her entire life. And so her when you think about the, um, the stress that can put on our body. You know, like she has pretty bad arthritis in her wrist. So she's had a uh, she's had a baby. I think she's, they're looking to expand their family. Um, she's at the point now where, you know, she's not in pain when she doesn't play. So she wants to be able to, to you know, enjoy her life and be able to to play golf casually and, and the occasional U.S. is Open. I know she wants to eat up at Pebble Beach next year, which is going to be amazing. But I think the legacy far beyond her actual, um, her actual play on the golf course is, is going to be the things that she has done to push the women's game forward. I mean, she has a, an incredible partnership with LA Golf uh, that even, and, and she's incredibly invested in, even now she's semi-retired. She's still on the LPGA players board. I mean, the other day I was having coffee with her. She's like, I gotta go, I got a board meeting. So she is still very <laughs> invested in the LPGA. And what her and LA Golf did was put out this initiative for um, the player uh, LPGA players that sign with LA Golf. They're going to... Um, pay for maternity leave and all of these incredible things that as a a woman that plays in the LPGA that's essentially an independent contractor doesn't really have access to. So she has made a really big commitment, even though she's stepping away from the game, to continue to put her energy and actions to um to making sure that the women's game is in a good place from here on out.
2: No, incredible career. And I feel like just getting started in so many ways. Needs to work on the Mario Kart, but is doing big yeah. things. She's doing great. <laughs> uh, Hallie Ledbetter in studio. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. You've been out in L.A. now for how long? About a year? About a year, yeah. yeah. feeling like
1: home? Yes. S- you know, slowly but surely. I've been here for about a year, but I feel like... Physically, only probably been here for like seven months. Right, you're just, at a golf tournament. Yeah, I'm no, you're somewhere not different, yeah. Here very much. Yeah. Um, but it's been it's been great. Gotten to meet some cool people and 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 play some cool golf courses. What's the LA
2: golf scene like for the those LA watching and golf listening?
1: Scene. That's a great. That's a great question. Um, it's it's strong. You know, I'm, I, after I um after I go here, I'm gonna go to Redondo Beach. So. Um, Minimal golf. They make really oh, cool I heard, golf. Guys. I heard
2: you were hanging out there yesterday. Or were you there yesterday? You're supposed to go today? I heard no, I'm going today. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, going today. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: there's some really cool, like niche. I mean, we talk about. The um, evolution of the game and how it's just getting cooler. You've got brands like Minimal Golf and Number Thirty Three making like cool flavored toothpicks that look <laughs> like tees. I don't know if you could use them as a tee, actually. That's something I really want to find out today. Um, but then also you've got a place uh, like Metalwood Studio, which is a really neat golf brand that just opened a store in La Brea. Did they really? Oh yeah. It's, oh,
2: that's cool. Yeah,
1: and also you go in and and I was talking uh, to Cole, the, the yeah. owner there, and he's like, "No, this isn't a pop up. This is like I legit. I actually have a store." Here to stay. Yeah. You're going to have a simulator in it. Ooh. So yeah, I feel like the LA golf scene is is strong and it's only getting stronger. I mean, I know you go to the Penmar Social Club events. I've never been to one of those, but looking to get out there and, mm-hmm. and make some new friends. So yeah, I mean I'll sometimes I'll put on my Instagram, hey anybody in LA golf looking to play and I'll get a ton of people that will re- reply. So, yeah, it's, Chris it's strong. Chris,
2: ce- strangest celebrity you've ever played with in L.A.? Or just weird encounter, or kind of chance encounter? Not that they were weird, but just odd that you played with them?
4: Oh, my gosh.
2: Well, I have a Joe <laughs> Pesci story that has to be told off air. Okay. <laughs>
4: <It's>, uh, <laughs>
3: right. uh, and, uh,
4: Marty Fish, who recently played in the ACC, former winner, he yeah. uh, won me a free travel golf bag. In nice. go. so in a golf tournament. <laughs> nice.
1: so I to love Marty. that. Nice. Yeah. So I I, remember, I will say I um I got the opportunity to, to play Bel Air a couple of weeks ago and we had to let Dennis Quaid through. Nice. Um <laughs> It was so bizarre. Yep. Um, I mean, he was a nice guy, but it was like, it, I mean, we so the guy he'd played with took forever. And then we've got Then we got up on the next tee box and I don't know if he left it there on purpose, but I had to think he did. There was a ball in the tee box that said Dennis Quaid was here. No. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear. Did I'm kick, like, did you take it? Oh yeah. Oh, I, I have it. it sitting on my, like on my mantle. Of course. But I was like, I imagine like how cool do you have to be just to be like, thanks for letting We play through. I'm going to leave this ball in the tee box for (laughs) (laughs) you. Dennis Quaid, Interspace.
2: I played a a round of golf um, with a guy named Stephen Bishop, who's an actor. He's going to be coming in studio here on Friday. He played David David Justice in Moneyball. And he's very good friends with Jim Brown, the legendary football player who came and joined the round. And I'm really good friends with Tom Felton, who played Draco Malfoy in The Harry Potter. So introducing Jim Brown to Tom Felton on a golf course was definitely a cool moment for me. Yeah, <laughs> Neither one had any idea who the other one was, and they just started telling stories about partying in London. So oh, there I you love
1: go. that. That's what I love about golf. I mean, you can come from so many different walks of life. Like I was paired the other day with like Quentin Tarantino's lawyer.
0: Oh, okay. And with I was like, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm playing with that. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like, yeah, through through Howard, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, and I was just like, you know, he's picking my brain. He's like, what are the guys out there that are, like, really fun to work with? I'm like, in what world would I have anything in common with Quentin Tarantino's lawyer? But we had enough to talk about for five hours, and that's just, like, the that's beauty cool. of golf.
2: How's your game right now?
1: It is pretty yeah. solid, Ben. I, um last week... Um, didn't play a practice round. I, I, so I have um aspirations of calling qualifying, qualifying for the U.S. mid am. So last week I was like, you know what, I'm gonna play in the Southern California amateur qualifier. Just gonna wing it, no practice round, and just see where my game is at because I have not played a competitive round in six years. It's, it's an
2: interesting approach because that's what Chris and I do every time we go to the yeah.
1: Golf well, it was like, I literally have wait, no expectations. We can see where we're at. Yeah, yeah, and I shot one under. And hey, I qualified. I that's very yeah. different that's than the experience
2: you and what I have. our game is. Yeah, the first part of that, let's wing it. That's totally fine. <laughs> Second
4: part, no practice round, wing it, us, one under, not.
2: No, no, not gonna happen. Uh, that's amazing. Well, but, I'm, I'm excited yeah, for you. You're a good challenge. Thanks. Way to push yourself. Awesome. That's very cool. Yeah,
1: my boyfriend, Caddy, for me. Oh, we had a blast. Yes, love that. From yeah, to work. Just show yes. up and shut up. It's all I that man I ask. to work. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of winging it, we got another segment here. We like to close out the show with celebrity birthdays and just, uh, I don't know, the show kind of goes off the rails. So if you want to wing it and hang out for the next yeah, segment. let's do it. You want to do that? Hallie Ledbetter joining us in studio. Final segment of the day. Ben Lyons in for Rich. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere.
5: on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. All right, welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Fun show today. Joyful moments, positive energy, supportive, inclusive. I liked it today. It's nice. No Fresh. dark energy around this show. You well,
3: know? it was dark when you talked about Joker. You are not making no, any difference Nuggets fans. No, 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 We gotta <laughs> keep it <laughs> light. Just don't read your mentions, light. bro. So well, yeah. I'm gonna say, do not go to Twitter. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> no we, don't do <laughs> we don't need to do that. We don't need to do
2: that. Uh, we got some celebrity birthdays though to celebrate today, right? Somebody, uh, somebody famous was born today. I Think so? Who do you got, Brockman? Everyone was. Uh, I don't. I don't know. You just throw up the graphic and let's take a look. <laughs> <laughs> no graphic. I don't even have this ready. <laughs> well, I know. I person right off the bat, Ford's Harrison Ken, Ford. Ken Jung, Dr. Who? Ken. Harrison Ford. That was June 13th, not July no, 13th. July no, 13th. July, 13th? July 13th is Harrison okay. Ford. I told you Twitter messed up
3: and they,
4: had, Ford. they had
2: June 13th and I'm like, no, it's no, July, Harrison people. no, Harrison Ford, we got uh, Cody Bellinger, Cody Ballinger, handsome man at first base there, huh? Cheekbones. Love that guy. <laughs> MF Doom, shout out, <laughs> RIP, Ken Jeong. Dr. Ken's lived an amazing life because, you know, he was, I believe he was Judd Apatow's, like, baby like doctor, right? Like, Leslie Mann and Judd had oh, a baby. Really? And he that... was, like, their doctor, right? And then Judd thought, oh, you're really good at delivering babies because you're a baby doctor. You should deliver a baby in my movie. And that's how he got his start and knocked incredible. up. Incredible. And now he's had, like, an amazing career.
0: I had I did,
2: no idea. Uh, I, I made that job. Yeah, he's the best. I love the, <laughs> I love Ken. Uh, Patrick Buffett's, Stewart? Yeah, Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart
4: 81. Wow.
2: Selling the uh, selling the Uber Eats, huh? Professor X. <laughs> Guy loves a niçoise salad. <laughs> with Luke Skywalker like what a weird pairing for a
4: like, new age like yeah. hip uh,
2: Star you know, Trek Star, well, Star Wars yeah, they like, got Star all Wars. the stars in there. Star Trek oh, Star you know Wars what? I never put that together kind of yeah. on the nose yeah. never put that yeah. together yeah. Yeah, that's why that's why we don't work in advertising Chris we <laughs> right. work in sports Sorry. media you are no Dom Draper mate. wow <laughs> uh, Hallie Ledbetter is going to the ESPYs ladies and gentlemen first yes. time going to the ESPY Awards I will see you there kind of, yes. oh, Chris Brockman there now is an go. SB veteran who has uh, partaken in the event several times what can Hallie expect I've never been. No way. What? (laughs) (laughs) Are you
4: going for real though? Yeah, I'm going. uh, Sarah's writing on it. So I'm going to go after party. I'm doing the
2: whole thing. Plus
3: one. Oh, okay.
4: You're going to see
2: uh, a lot of large people in very tight clothing. You're going to see that. That is for sure. It's It's very hot. Uh-huh. And, and it is a sobering reminder of just how young all these athletes are. <laughs> like yeah. when, you're, when you're around Anthony Edwards and he's like, I just started shaving. You're like, wow, that's amazing. 20 years old. It's at the Dolby Theater where they do the Oscars yeah. this year. Normally yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. they have it at LA Live, but they've moved it to Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, yeah. look at that!
0: Yeah. Okay, All right, good
2: stuff. That'll be fun. Who else? Anybody else' birthdays today? Kind of light today. Yeah, I'm kind of going through. We mentioned Harrison Ford. You got a favorite? Uh, Harrison? Are you an Indiana Jones or a Han Solo guy? Um, I am an uh, Han Solo out of the two. I'd say. Okay. Out of those two guys, uh, the the movies. I love the Indiana Jones movies. I'd like to see another one. Um, I think they left something on the dance floor with the crystal skull. But uh, but yeah, I interviewed Harrison Ford once in Montana. Uh, for the movie um, uh, Cowboys and Aliens, and I had to ride a horse uh, in an interview with Olivia Wilde, and I hope that tape is burned forever. Because I grew up in New York City, so seeing me ride a horse.
4: We got a uh, Cheech Marin 76. Oh, I feel like Cheech is a golfer. No? Cheech
2: Marin a golfer? Maybe. Yeah. yeah he is well, obviously the most famous caddy ever from Team Oh, Cup. yeah, That's right. Um right. Yeah, I interviewed him once on the uh, the red carpet for cars. He's a voice in cars. Yep. Remember Spud that? Webb. Cameron Crowe. Spud Webb getting a shout out from uh from Jimmy King yesterday on some Texas that's right. stuff. Yeah, that's right. there you go. Cameron Crow, your favorite Cameron Crow film? No, almost famous. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, a, that's,
3: uh, a perfect, that's one of my favorite movies It's ever. a perfect
2: movie, isn't it? Yeah. yeah? yeah. 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 How about movie? you, what are some of your favorite movies happening?
1: Ooh, my favorite. Uh, okay, well, I just saw Top Gun too. Amazing, see right? Top Gun. Automatically top. I mean, Automatically oh my top god, favorite movie uh, ever. It's, it's amazing. I don't ever see I don't need any other movies yeah. again. You know, I what I loved about it too is because I was like, for sure, someone's gonna die. That's what I thought. It's like someone has to die. That's what I thought. Like you know, when they're going through the little river thing yep. with the planes. Obviously, I was like, for sure, no, someone is not getting out, and then everyone got out. Now just the you know movie I,
2: has been out for two months, so it's on you if you haven't seen it. Yeah, it is on yes. you. I, I do appreciate the uh, giving away the entire yeah. movie here from Allie Ledbetter. Good to know my job as a film critic safe. Yeah, mm-hmm. golf content creator, leave that to the pros. Yeah. Also, I heard a crazy, a
4: crazy theory about it too that it's one giant uh, Maverick fever dream, like death dream, like the whole movie. Right. He, like he actually, spoiler alert, like dies in the beginning. And then the whole thing is just his dream of what his life should have happened.
2: Like, oh, like
1: 14. wow!
4: Interesting theory. You kind of watch it differently now. Yeah, yeah.
1: now I have to go watch just it again. Full
2: Keanu and just like, what? Yeah, yeah, crazy. Cool. Wow. Mach ten. No, <laughs> M- Mach ten. <laughs> Today
1: Mm. is
3: also uh, National Delaware Day, National French Friday, and National Beans and Franks Day. No, Ah, no, no. So, so, so shout out to Warren from There's Something About Mary on National uh, Beans and Franks Day. (laughs) (laughs) Franks
2: and (laughs) Beans. Every day is not a day, I'm sorry. Some days are just (laughs) Wednesdays. Every day is a winding road, though. French Friday. It's
4: Harrison Ford's birthday. He might be crashing a plane at Penmar Golf Course right (laughs) Uh
2: now. As we speak. (laughs) And
3: walking that's, away that's from what, it. You
2: know, Hallie mentioned that the really Penmar happened. Social Club, which there's this little golf course on the west side of Los Angeles, a nine-hole executive, and this group of guys led by Garrett Light, the sunglass designer, started the Penmar Social Club. And when you win the event, you get for a month an iced-out chain of a plane that looks like the one Harrison Ford crashed into the eighth hole, which is a really prideful thing to walk around Los Angeles with, the big yeah. Penmar <laughs> chain over there, you know?
4: Yeah. Also, the
2: anniversary of the release of Ghost. All right, cool. Never, never seen it.
3: I mean, I've never have seen have it. Not seen Ghost.
2: No. I guess Wait, you're it, not really finding yourself in a mood in 2022 to watch Ghost. Like, you know what I'm going to do tonight? I'm going to put on Ghost and watch that from start to finish. Ghost is great, though. I'm man. sure it's great. You've I'm, never seen it? I, ha- I have like, oh, okay. never years, but I- I'm sure it's great. But I haven't, you know, made plans to say, "Hey, Hallie, what are you doing tonight? You want to call wanna some friends? Like- you guys want to come over and watch Ghost? I'll make a roast chicken. Like what? What? <laughs> <laughs> we got pottery. I mean Make pottery You know I, you know who's really into pottery Who I'd like to see in Ghost 2 Seth Rogen Movie would change a little bit But the guy loves ceramics <laughs> He does mm-hmm. I yes, mean you're best. really
3: missing The great turn by Whoopi Goldberg As Oda Mae I, I mean, mean she, yeah, was, she great. Demi
2: was great To me was great You know Whoopi only be one character In my eyes TJ Who's that? She came and saved the Knicks Yes <laughs> so, so the coach They've had in 25 hey, years hey, Coach Eddie. Eddie Yeah Come That's on Eddie. Frank Langella rode a horse In that movie <laughs> Like down the stairs yeah. At MSG <laughs> You can't do that. Is that CGI'd? I love how how, uh, Mark Jackson's in that film. Dwayne Schnitz's The the late uh, Malik Seeley, Stacey Patton, Don't Do Autographs, Rick Fox, John (laughs) Sally, friend of the show. John Sally. I didn't see a 30 for 30 on Eddie. (laughs) No. Might be the only one who watches it. I told you the last segment was going to go off the rails. Yeah, Holly's like deer in headlights. She's like, I have a tea Holly's time. Like, I should have left. I time. have a tea time. time. No, I'm hanging, I'm hanging out. <laughs> 30 for 30 on
3: She's thinking right now, could Pop Ben it. Baller really make me a change?
5: Yeah.
4: Yeah. I'm still
1: so bad exactly. that Ben Baller has a hole in one. What course did he tell you? Um. Oh, this is a good debate. It was on a par three course. Doesn't count.
2: Challenge oh. yeah, two.
1: Too,
2: does it, doesn't he count. Does, uh, it's like a combined no hitter. No. Like a combined it no counts. hitter doesn't count. It was twenty-seven hole part three. got the conviction in Brockman's yeah, soul? See, does not count?
1: count? See, I I think was it's, it sixty yards? Like what was it? It was at ninety. I, I didn't ask him the distance, but that's a good point. I have found most people that haven't had a hole in one will say par threes don't count. And then, if you have had one, you're like, oh, I'll give yeah. it to them. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so
4: true. <laughs> it's so yeah, true. I'm no. really just a hater. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, well, Hallie, That's I can't thank you
2: enough for, for hanging out with this crew today. Yeah, thank so you very having much you guys. For, for classing up the show. We really appreciate it. Because we um, needed that. We got uh, Haley Jones from Stanford on the show tomorrow. Very excited to catch up Halley, with her. Halley, one of my favorite Halley, Halley. players. Halley, Halley. Uh, who else we have on the show? Madeline Burke, I think, checking in. We might get a Jane Slater sighting on the and show. Kevin we'll talk Cowboys. We have tomorrow. So uh, Yeah, Kevin Connolly. The hits keep coming. I'm here all week, folks. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich. Thanks for rocking out on the Rich Eisen Show.